Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Jamie. And welcome to Two Pals in a Pod. Welcome to episode 44, double digits, that match. Can you imagine being 44 years old? Please, Jamie, I can't even imagine being 25 and we're halfway there. Whoa. We're really living on a prayer. Very soon. Speaking of birthdays, my husband's birthday is tomorrow. And he's going to be, what, 307? Pretty much. No, he's going to be 25 or 26? 25. He's only six months older than us. Oh. He's a baby. I ordered him his birthday present, but it won't be here on time. Yeah, I imagine whatever time it says it will be there. Add, like, two weeks. I've got some more shipping stories, but before we dive too deep... Hit us with a fun fact. Uh, this week's fun fact. I'm sure um, some people who are on TikTok a lot have seen there's a trend of like if you work at a restaurant that throws your food out at the end of the night, videotape it because that shit is disgusting behavior. And I agree. Like corporations make you throw away food for absolutely no reason other than capitalism greed. But. If you're looking for a place that doesn't totally suck ass, Panera donates all their food at the end of the night. So first off, you're never eating day-old pastries. And second off, there's so many bagels left over some nights, like 200 of them. And they go to food banks. Before I hurt your feelings, is this uh, like a... Panera's policy or specifically the store you worked at? All Panera's that are owned by Cavelli, which I think is all of them except the one in St. Louis, donates their bread at the end of the night. I know it's a tax write-off, but also like our trash cans would be overflowing with bread if we didn't as well. Because my... uh... Sometimes they don't have anybody to come pick up donations. So they have to throw it away because they are bitches and won't let employees take it home if there's no donations people to come pick it up. But it's not really their fault if the donations people don't come because sometimes the donations people are just like, we don't care. We're not coming. Yeah, Um, that's good to hear. I just know specifically my um, ex-boyfriend in high school, I dated him when I was 16. So, you know, very serious relationship. Just kidding. But um. Him and his friends were all sorts of hoodlums. They, like, did a bunch of graffiti and on trains and stuff. And they would dumpster dive. I don't know. That's just what they did. They dumpster dived at our local Panera. And they got ran out and uh, chased out of the parking lot. Because they tried to take bread. Panera was owned by a different company then, by the way. Oh, well, see? I mean, it's been a long time. I'm not even close to 16. But, um, uh, when I started, they were, like, just bought by the new company. That's awesome. I love to hear that. Starbucks also does the same thing. Also the same thing with the donation. If the people came, we gave it to them. If not, then we would have to throw it away. 
I mean, if you had a cool manager, they'd be like, this is stupid. Take the food home. But if you were working with, like, the assistant manager, they were like, if you don't follow the rules, I'll kill you. Yeah, that's pretty much how it was at our store, too. Good to hear it. Hang on. Uh, I'm really sorry. We're going to have to keep that in. No! (laughs) Um, This week, for me personally, has been a little uneventful. Um, I do imagine that if you're listening to this podcast, you've heard plenty about what happened with GameStock and the stock market. GameStock. Stonks. (laughs) GameStonks. Oh my goodness. (laughs) GameStop and the stock market and hedge funds, blah, blah, blah. Um, Super quick rundown if you don't get what happened. Basically, rich people abuse the system in their favor poor people were like we can abuse it in the opposite direction so let's fuck them over and they did an incredible job at it that's very funny i have some money invested into a stonk um my mom did it for me as a very small child and i don't know how to get the money out because i'm not a real adult um i do know that if i call chase bank and i cry a little bit then they'll help me get it out but it's not in gamestop i don't know what it's in but i've made money (laughs) so obviously we see all these stocks like doing very well and as a poor person you're like i would like more money um i'm obviously no genius i really don't understand a lot about the stock market i just understand what i learned in this past week and i understand the basics so like buy low sell high whatever i the best like investment tip that bunches of people give you is that you should invest in stock for a company you actually like and just hope for the best and one of these meme stocks that people are trying to get to go high is build-a-bear i love build-a-bear i know that they are not a perfect company but i want to build all my bears uh they're like you know the other day how you wanted liberal mashed potatoes and I said you can go to Popeye's so you yeah. don't have to go to KFC? Well, Build-A-Bear, you would not be able to get a liberal bear. You're getting conservative Republican bears. Uh, bears did nothing to deserve that. I know. But I don't think... Not that I know of. They don't have any like super terrible policies. No conversion camps to be spoken of. They're definitely not donating their monies to anything like anti-gay that I know of. Okay. Anyways, I'm trying to invest in Build-A-Bear stock. Let me tell you, they will not let you buy stock until they have a freaking blood sample and microchip you. And I still have to wait, like, a week before I could invest in stock. So I'm not getting the Build-A-Bear anytime soon. But at the time, I was trying to buy it, and it was, like, $4. And it went to $8. So I would love to have doubled some money. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know how it works. I've never invested any money myself, so. I've got yeah, no you can't advice. just. You can't just wake up and be like, I'm going to invest in GameStop. You had to, like, go through a whole process. That's so funny. I love that for us. Oh, and my other thing of this week to complain about. Let's hear it. 
more TikTok stuff. I love it. The latest trend on TikTok is that you're in a doorway and you turn this filter on and oh, it yeah, basically yeah. turns your body into a silhouette with a red light in the back. And it's the hottest fucking thing you've ever seen. Like, no matter the person's body shape, they look so good and it's all like incredible people of all different sizes. Well, men suck. They're literally the worst. I don't understand why we keep them around. We've learned how to reproduce without them. <laughs> Some big pieces of shit have decided to screenshot, use ultimate editing, and pull the brightness and lightness of the photos up as far as they can. So, obviously, people are naked or in very revealing lingerie in these silhouettes, and they're posting them somewhere online. Because why would you want the consensual photos? You only want unconsensual photos because that's the only thing that's fun for you. Am I right? Um, not for me, but yeah. Men ruin everything. That They suck. And if you're offended by this, you're one of the men I'm talking about. We could make merch that says that. Anyway, yeah, I haven't seen any of the silhouette challenge, actually. Not one video, which is so crazy. Um, I saw it about You it don't on spend your TikTok, though, looking for hot people. I do. Yeah. But my husband, one came up, and he was, I saw people talking about it on Twitter, and I just got the gist, and my husband tried to show me one just so I could see what it was. He just typed in silhouette challenge and showed me the first one that came up. Um, I thought somebody was going to flip the switch, and they'd be in a SpongeBob costume. I thought that would be so funny, because it's just a square. (laughs) (laughs) No. It was a nice trend that people could show off their bodies without, like, it being inappropriate and they could get a nice confidence boost and um dudes on the internet decided to ruin it shocker that's the onion headline for the day men Men decided to ruin thing people were having fun with hard-hitting news and they could um do that probably every week yeah seriously so what else has been hitting you hard this week laura is that pretty much it yeah, that's kind of it. Um, this bag of gummy worms I got, I'm hitting pretty hard. <laughs> hard in the paint. Goodness gracious. Um, so this week I've just been trying to get my life together. Um, I kind of miss the New Year's train. I don't really do New Year's resolutions, but like my sleeping schedule because of just the COVID plus the holidays was messed up. I wasn't getting out of bed until like 9.30, which is probably normal. But Laura can confirm that that's unheard of. Like, I wasn't even getting out of bed to start getting ready until 9.30, 10. Jamie's a 6 a.m. kind of gal. Yeah. And then I was staying up till like midnight and I was grumpy. So I was like... We're not doing this anymore. So I made myself some hard rules and a little contract, and my husband signed it too. And we were like, we're we're reeling it back in. <laughs> um, we're making things a priority that need to be a priority. And magically, my anxiety fog has diminished. So I'm being more productive at work. Crazy what happens when you take care of your mental health. Who who would have thought? Not me. Um, I really need to prioritize proper sleeping habits because it's really fucking my life up yeah so did that um 
I've ordered a few things this week. Um, for those of you who are new here, I was a barista for about three years, which will be relevant later in this episode. Um, and I don't have a working coffee maker, which is kind of funny. So I've been waiting for my mom to get that Kohl's coupon so I could roll up to Kohl's and get my coffee maker. Well, I did not roll With up to Kohl's. With your Kohl's cash? Yes. I did not go to Kohl's, but I got my coffee maker, and it'll be here next week, and I am thrilled beyond belief. And while we're on the topic, I made a couple purchases this week. This is kind of how I roll. I don't buy anything for myself online ever at all, and then I'll make four purchases one month and then not purchase anything again for three months. So got myself a new pair of jeans that came, ordered my husband's birthday gift, which is one of those charging stations that's got like stuff for your AirPods, iPhone, watch, all of it. It charges all of it. You just put it on there, um, which he thinks is really cool. I know that sounds like a lame gift, but he is into that. And I also ordered some artwork to hang up in my bathroom. And the reason I'm talking about this, because this is not a very thrilling topic, clearly, I'm going to teach y'all a little life hack today. Teach. Teach away. So I have this company that I love. It's called Rifle Paper Company. It's a stationary company. If you are a girl, you probably know what it is. Not New Steel. They sell wallpaper samples that are size 8 by 10. The wallpaper samples are $2. I got a picture frame pack from Amazon of two picture frames. So I'm just going to put the sample in the picture frame wall art that's like a decent size 11 by 14 with the border around the sample it was like eight bucks to hang it on my wall shipping is almost nothing that is genius yeah shipping's almost nothing and the day that i happened to order it they were giving anybody who bought stuff a free pack of sticky notes and you know i'll do anything for something free so I also am going to get a free pack of sticky notes. And I spent like $5, including shipping. Well, it was probably closer to 6 or 8 but <laughs> it was less than 10 for sure. No, that is very exciting. Um, I have art hanging up. Some of it I printed myself. And others I paid quite a nice penny for. So the idea of just hanging up wallpaper samples... Especially in, like, a place like a bathroom where you're not trying to put, like, specific art. You just want something that's genius. I've wanted to do this for a while, but we still had our Christmas tree up and there's, like, enough Christmas decorations to cover the wall. But now the Christmas tree is down and our house is, like, pretty bare bones because we moved in and immediately set up the Christmas trees. So now we're like, okay, now what? So, but that, if it goes successful, I might buy two things to put next to the bed so that's my pro tip for you guys save your money (laughs) there's something you do anything else this week yeah something else i wanted to talk about this is something i did not confirm before before i started the podcast (laughs) um but something that laura and i differ on i can memorize the song lyrics to about any song after hearing it five times. I pretty much have got it. Laura knows the lyrics to approximately two songs. 
ever. And they're both big time Rush songs and half of the Nickelback song. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Those are all incorrect songs. But yes, there are very few songs that I could sing all the words to unprompted. Obviously, if you turn a song on, my brain does have the capacity to remember the next line and I can sing along to a lot of songs. But if the song is not playing, there's no way I don't know the words. There's no way I know the words. <laughs> but I was thinking about this because I was driving today. Um, I went to the gym earlier and I put on a playlist that I have not listened to since high school. And I did not miss a beat. First of all, that playlist was chaotic, but I was listening to the song. Ass, 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 ass. Anyway, and I hit every line. And I was like, you're joking. I haven't listened to the song in ages. I thought it was so funny. And I was like... Laura doesn't do that, but the flip side of this is, not to rag on Laura, Laura has an incredible memory. She has remembered probably every day we've spent together in the past seven, eight years of friendship. Um, I couldn't tell you what we did last week. So I just think it's very oddly weird and specific that be- because of how well your memory is, you can't remember songs. You would think I would be able to remember, like, at least short ones. Um, I do know the song that goes, tequila. That's the only word. I know. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. Also, my memory is not, like, super specific. Um, They say, this is a thing I heard. Um, If you ask the guys and girls to remember the outfit somebody was wearing the guy will remember that she was wearing a dress and sneakers and the girl will remember that he was wearing the color black and the color blue huh that's interesting but anyways i can remember like in general like we went and did this thing and maybe like this one thing stood out to me in my mind but if you're like what did we eat and how much did it cost and what exact date was it i'm like i don't know those details also this is unrelated but i just noticed it i'm sorry for the chaos of this um episode i have a pretty large burn on my wrist right now like it's a solid half an inch to an inch long bright red brown in the middle i was sitting at lunch with my parents and i was like hey my wrist kind of hurts it was just like barely turning red like i scratched it my mom being the jerk she is was like do you have ringworm no i don't have ringworm um i don't know what happened it's not like it everybody's like it's a curling iron it literally didn't curl my hair that day so there's no way it was a curling iron um and it's like now kind of a little bit of a welt on my wrist and i don't know what happened and we were sitting there we watched it turn from red to brown and then it like turned into a burn like watched it develop like a polaroid picture so my wrist is that haunted. Is crazy isn't that so weird and everybody's like you burned yourself and you didn't realize it and yeah that's the only logical explanation so i'll agree to it but like that's just not what happened sorry to go even more off topic but can you please explain ringworm to me? Because I don't <laughs> understand it. 
Um, I don't know exactly what it is, but I think it's when you have worms and it makes a ring on your body. That's how you can tell. Are people really getting worms? Uh, toddlers do. Yeah, but I've seen, like, this happen to what I would consider somewhat dirty people as well. So, like, what's happening? I, I don't know. I've never had worms as far as I know. Somebody email us and explain ringworm to me. Don't Google image search it. I, I don't want images. I don't want to search it up because I feel like I'll be traumatized. But if you understand it, please explain it to me like I'm a child. Hmm. Well, we're going to go get our haunted wrist and our ringworm looked at. But when we come back. Something. Something. And we're back from our beautiful break. Great. So this week we're doing pet peeves. But my pet peeve is men on Tinder. So you're getting a little Tinder tail slash pet peeves from me. I love to hear it. (laughs) So I know that we're still in the middle of a panorama panini press. But that doesn't mean I'm not lonely. So I've been talking to men on dating apps, hoping that maybe by the time I actually get somebody interested enough in me to go out, I might be vaccinated by then. Because gosh, is it hard to get anybody to give you a real conversation. I also haven't run into, I mean, at least in this round, anybody who's just trying to hook up at the moment, which thank God, because I'm not going anywhere. In the middle of a panini press, a panini press. So dudes will message you, and sometimes they're actually interesting and funny, and you're like, "Okay, this is going well." This guy, he wasn't boring. He asked me for my Snapchat. I'm like, "Okay, that doesn't feel like crazy weird because I don't really use my Snapchat." So I give him my Snapchat. That was your first red flag, but continue. I I know. I was like, you know what? I'm bored and like you can block people, so it doesn't matter to me. He starts chatting with me on Snapchat and oh my god, he's so boring. He was like, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I'm doing my laundry. What are you doing?" And he says, "Chilling. Nothing else." I'm like, "Okay, so now I've got to figure out how do you respond to just a one-word answer with no question?" If you're trying to get to know somebody, please, you have to give them questions to answer. So I'm like, oh, that sounds nice. And he just responds, yeah, you've given me both one word answers twice now. I I don't understand how I'm supposed to carry this conversation. So I was like, you know what? If you can't get the hint that I need you to like be engaging or do something interesting like send me a picture of your cat or your dog or i don't know a nice rock you found (laughs) something yeah so my pet peeve is men and the fact that they're boring i really hate to be the man haters club but my pet peeve was not going to be men but once you started talking i thought of something incredibly important that i wanted to address my apartment has a variety of problems. If you're new here, go back and listen. <laughs> There's an endless stream of tales. Um, 
my apartment complex. There's a couple of maintenance guys. There's one young gentleman, and he is so sweet, so kind. Absolute idiot. He, he has asked me more than once how to use a tool. Me, which is not good news. There's an older guy who works there. He's, like, the manager, and he can fix everything immediately. Like, if he comes to fix it, it's fixed. He's the dad of the community. Um, are you still there? Hello? Yes, I'm still here. Okay. I just was, like, worried because it made a weird noise. Okay. Anyway, the, he always comes and fixes it. I... I'm not mad that this young guy's employed and everybody starts somewhere and needs experience, like, whatever. But men can get jobs with no experience and not know how to do the job at all. When I can apply for a job that I am overqualified for and get turned away from because I have legitimately gone to an interview that I had to walk out of because they dissed my personality for being too feminine. And this guy You're has a job, like... I just, I'm so annoyed. And, like, the person interviewing me was a female. Female interviewers are honestly the worst. Anyway. I've only been in one interview with a man that I was, like, super uncomfortable about. And it wasn't because they were being a perv or anything. They were just, like, super man energy. Like, we know what we're talking about. And you don't have the answer to every question in the world, so you must be stupid. Yeah, I'm just... But overall, women interviewers freak me out more. I just think it's ridiculous that this guy doesn't know how to do the basics of his job and was able to get the job. And... I, like, I wasn't even able to. Let me just give you a little taste of this this isn't a specific me asking how to use for a tool but one time they made a big mess because they had to drill something in my apartment and I was like hey do you guys have like a shop vac or something I will vacuum and clean this up can I borrow it and he was like we have one but I'm not putting it in my car because I don't want to get it dirty and the guy who has a truck is on vacation so I could bring it next week in his truck and I'm like if I said that shit to somebody at any of my jobs fired immediately fired immediately maybe not fired but they would definitely make fun of you for being like oh you don't want your car to get dirty for your job well too bad and like i just can't imagine being like it's crazy like that he could say no in that situation like as a girl, if somebody asked me to do that, my boss would be like, you're doing it because the customer wants it or the client wants it. Like, no questions asked. And, like, I guess you could say that you didn't want to put it in your car, but, like, it's not like I wasn't going to empty it out when I was done. Like, you also, made not like a, big... a giant community. Like, I really don't think there. there'd be an issue if you just walked it over. Like, if it's a shot vac, it has wheels. Yeah, I was so shocked and I was like oh like I laughed with him when he said that because he was kind of giggling and I was like oh that's a funny joke and he was like no my car's too nice I'm not joking and I was like oh okay if that man lives within a hundred miles of you he doesn't have a nice car yeah yep I was just like what is happening I mean other than that that's the only thing also like in that situation 
he's the maintenance man. He works for you. I think it's also a little crazy that he was just like, no, I won't be doing that. And it's not like I'm the one who made the mess. Like, this was with the dryer was messed up. And this was the fourth time they came. They had to come five times to fix it. And he drilled a giant hole in the wall. And there was, like, drywall everywhere. And I was like, I can't let my dog down until this is cleaned up. And my little vacuum can't suck up giant pieces of drywall that you drilled out of my ceiling. Yeah, our Wi-Fi guy came. And he was taking a while. And he was like, okay, I'm done now. I'm just going to go upstairs and clean up. We go upstairs, and it's a fucking disaster. Yeah, I just, I think that you should have to clean up after yourself. I have to clean up after myself with all my jobs, like. I know there are plenty of, like, professional companies out there that, like, leave the place cleaner than when they got there. But some of these guys be acting a straight fool. Seriously. Also, it's very funny. The guys in my apartment complex are, like, terrified of my dog. And I always put her away because I respect that. They don't want to be around her. But my dog is, like, got two brain cells and one of them's on vacation, man. Like, I just... (laughs) (laughs) It's very funny to me that somebody could be afraid of her. But, I mean, I'm afraid of butterflies, so I can't judge. I respect that, and I never try to push the boundaries, but it is a little silly. Now, if you had a chihuahua, I say lock that thing up. I ain't coming in. They asked me, they came in downstairs and I was putting her away and I was upstairs and she peeked at the top of the stairs, but I like grabbed her and turned her around because they just walked in my front door without knocking. They were coming back for the second time. So it's not like I didn't know they were coming. Um, And they were like, can you put her away? I'm like, I'm trying to. And also you're fixing something downstairs. I'm at the top of the stairs, man. Like we're not close to each other. If you just walked in my apartment. Anyway, it's been a weird week. They've been in and out a couple times. So, this week, this episode, this podcast, we're talking about absolute freaking weirdos we've met at work. Whether they worked there or they were a customer or just some absolute freak who stopped by. Um, We got stories, especially having minimum wage jobs. Jamie, would you like to go first? Sure. Um, I'd like to start with. My mom's nickname is the Moron Magnet because everywhere she goes, somebody weird talks to her. And I think it's a hereditary trait that I have gotten passed down to me. So I've met a lot of weirdos in my time on Earth. Um, I'm specifically going to talk about my very first coffee shop I worked at, which I will not be saying the name of because it was super small and local. But um, Not that this girl was extremely weird, but there was, like, a group morning crew that came in all the time, and this girl was named Terry, and I remember. By morning crew, you mean, like, a group of customers? Yes, it was, like, the episode of Friends. Like, they came in, they talked every morning, they talked stonks, politics, religion, stupid stuff they've seen on TV, like, everything. They were just a group of friends. And it was, like, if you looked up, like, diverse group of friends on stock photos, that is what would come up. It was, like, variety and age. Sex, race, gen- sex and gender, I guess. They're not the same, but whatever. For the point of the story, sure. Um, and thinking about this when I was about to tell my crazy co-worker story, 
Terry came in the day that Trump got elected and she was crying. And I was like, what happened? She said Trump got elected, which I didn't know because I had to be at work at 530 in the morning and I didn't look it up, which I guess I should have. Um, and I was like, oh, it'll probably be OK. because I did not. I, I did not know. And she was like, it's going to be so much worse than you think. And shout out to Terry because she was right. I think all of us, especially white people who obviously had less of a burden over the past four years were like we know it's not going to be good we know it's going to be bad but like how bad could it get and then um we've had a major er, incident every wednesday of january 2021 yeah um i know that's not really a crazy story but i just thought it was funny that like to what we were talking about i had a flashback of her when i was telling my crazy coworker story but um Anyway, the crazy co-worker who kind of egged her on and made her mad, which she was probably clearly a Trump supporter. At this point, it was like my last couple weeks there. I think I put in like a one month notice because I had gotten a new job that wasn't going to start until the summertime. So like they knew I was leaving. I had a set date. But there was like some fallout and like three girls quit at the same time. And there's only like nine people that worked there total. So that was a lot. That was like half of the staff we all know what it means when a bunch of people quit at the same time yeah and so or management yeah um so i just had like two weeks left and i was like i'm gonna write it out because honestly it's not that bad i don't want to be here anymore but i can wait two two more weeks it wasn't like super dramatic or anything and this girl gets hired and it's the owner's old friend from high school i think I'm pretty sure they called her crazy carrie and typically i wouldn't share the names but because of the alliteration i have to um she was wild wild um with a y yeah she did all sorts of drugs she like came back there and was like trying to tell me what to do and this woman is in like her 50s so it was just like kind of weird to be around her anyway which because she she didn't know what it meant to be a barista she was just doing what she was told because this was the place that would hire her with her current criminal record at the time um and my mom used to bartend part-time and my mom came in to pick me up from work one day and she saw that that girl was working there she was like how long has this woman been working here and I was like like a week I don't know I've got one week left and she was like you cannot work with her anymore that girl is insane she's like don't tell her I'm your mom and I was like Okay. <laughs> um, oh, that reminds me of a good story I can tell after you're done. Yeah. Anyway, um, our coffee shop was an old bank building, and that's what the drive-through was. Is like where you know the teller used to meet the people who drove up. And so she told me that it was like haunted and somebody died there. Everything she said was crazy, off the wall, and I was like, whatever. This place again, had poor management. So I would close the last hour I was there by myself. And what I mean by myself, not another soul was in there, not another customer, not management. No one was in there. I had to count the drawer by myself. And I worked near some interesting apartment complex too. So like, it's not like that. First of all, it's it's never a good idea, but it was especially a bad idea where I was at location-wise, as far as I was told. Um... And so I was by myself and I saw something flash past the drive through and it was like exactly what Carrie said. And I know that this story is like really vague, but like she described some 
figure I don't know what it was but for the sake of the story we'll just say it's like a girl with long hair and I saw somebody like run through the drive-thru like that except there was this pad and so if anybody came through the drive-thru it would have made a sound but it didn't make a sound and then I saw like a red flashing light outside which was also part of her story and I really want to believe that she was just messing with me but I don't think this girl would have came back to work and I didn't see I went outside and I didn't see anybody so I don't know that bank was apparently like a hundred years old, so could be haunted. But um, Crazy Carrie, I hope you're still employed and not in jail anymore. Best of luck to you, girlfriend. So the thing that you reminded me of with your mom coming in and saying, "Make sure that lady doesn't know I'm your mom." Yes. So everybody who is listening to this podcast or knows this knows, I worked at a Panera for quite some time I worked at a lot of different ones blah 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 and at a place like that obviously there is an interesting turnover rate so we get different people all the time one thing that would happen a lot at Panera is that they would have managers and training they always train at a store they're not gonna work at I don't understand the point of that but whatever Um, They sent a lot of them to my store because we had one of the best GMs in the district. And the thing about these managers in training, they would hire a lot of managers who have been managers other places instead of promoting lower level employees that work like cash register and stuff to manager. Which, let me tell you, is always a terrible idea. Same with Starbucks. Maybe they're run by the same people. Something doesn't make sense. Anyway, go ahead. So anyways, these people will come in having been managers at like, I don't know, this one lady in particular had been a manager at Burger King, and now she's training to become a manager at Panera. Oh, give me a second. You're good. I kind of wanted to crack my hips anyway. I don't need a like barf but i have like a weird something going on i understand okay i think i'm good now (laughs) so anyways uh with managers and training one of the things is if you're a manager you need to know how to be a cashier and work online because a lot of your job is going to be helping us out during a lunch rush. Yeah. Which means they are being trained by people in a position lower than them. And a lot of people just can't do that. They, they, they can't handle it. They make a dollar more than you an hour and they're like, I'm hot shit. Especially people who I'm going to call trashy. They're like, um, my position's higher than you. I don't need to listen to you. And I'm like, I'm not telling you what to do i'm showing you how things are done yeah so anyways um this particular manager in training she was some real white trash let me tell you and i'm already a little bit of a white trash person myself this woman was like dyes her hair that one shade of box red Mm, trash yeah She treated the lower level employees who were supposed to be training her like such absolute dog shit, especially the 16 year olds. 
my store, I know that a lot of places don't like employing 16-year-olds because they don't like to show up and they cause problems. The ones at my store were literally angels. And they did great work. And she treated them like they were dog crap. And me being the only one who was like 21, I was like, you will absolutely not speak to my baby like that. You need to get your ass out of here. I love it. She didn't like that. But she didn't work there for very long. Um, I've seen her in the McDonald's drive through So that's what she's up to now. But anyways, one of the kids that I worked with, his mom came in one day. His mom, a MILF, let me tell you. She's like, oh my god, I know that lady. She was, like, working in another part of the store. She's like, before I say what she said, no disrespect to older people who are just managers at, like, retail stores or fast food places. Like, life isn't always super easy. You don't get to get a college degree and have super fun jobs all the time. And no disrespect to you for having, like, honestly, yeah, a lame job, whatever. You're paying your bills. But it's because of this woman's attitude that I'm totally cool with roasting her. This kid's mom comes in. She's like, I know her. She's literally the trashiest bitch I've ever met. Whatever you do, please go to college and finish school so you don't end up a miserable woman like her working in a Panera for the rest of your life. And she absolutely like Boom, kept roasted. going off roasting her. So me and the other 16-year-olds are like losing our minds because this mom just came in and roasted this bitch who we all hate because she's a terrible woman. That's incredible. I love that for you guys. Oh, another crazy person. Two crazy people at Panera. Go for it. And then I think I'm done. So... We had this one guy who worked at Panera with us. And honestly, he he was an older gentleman. I think he was, like, early 40s. Um, and to the best of my knowledge, he was a really sweet, like, older man. Like, he never made any of us girls at the store uncomfortable. There were no complaints against him. One day. Oh, there it is. One day, I come into work, and I see that all his shifts on the schedule are highlighted, and it says, needs coverage. I'm like, he's not here anymore? Like, what happened? Like, what are we going to do? And my manager, who I'm good friends with, pulls me into the office to give me the tea. This man, who nobody's ever had any problems with before has been fired because he is in jail because he is a peeping Tom. And it really goes to show you don't fucking know anybody. Horrific, actually. That is so scary. Like, as far as I know, he never, like, touched or hurt anyone, but still, like, you're definitely hurting people by creeping in their windows while they get changed. And also, I didn't know that was a, like, I get that all men are terrible, and that's probably happening somewhere right now. But the idea of a peeping Tom, I was like, that's not a real thing. That's just like in old movies. When you said that your manager put you into the office, we had this temporary assistant manager when I was working at Starbucks. And she would, she thought me and her were best friends. And to be honest, I didn't 
totally dislike her as a person. As a coworker, not my favorite, but like, I still hope good things are happening to her, and I don't think she's entirely evil. But she would talk like crap about some of my coworkers to me and tell me all the store drama from the other stores. And then I would tell my store manager because I was friends with her and she wanted to know the tea. And uh, they had like a rift between their relationship and I would just expose it all to my manager. So that way she knew what to do moving forward because my boss um, at Starbucks, my manager, she wanted the best for everybody. Like she was truly an incredible boss and I think she'd thrive anywhere. So I was like, not going to use this information to harm anybody because tell let me tell you she had some dirt that could really harm a lot of people um (laughs) she could if she wanted to um but i learned i can't say this on the podcast i'll save that for later i'll tell you tell me and we can cut it out um one of the managers at one of the starbucks around here she is married and she buys alcohol for kids that are underage and invites them over to her house to party and apparently there are rumors that she has slept with some of the people even though she is married also underage if you're drinking it's very possible yep 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 is that the one starbucks that we drive through and you're like the manager here is more than likely a pedophile Speaking of terrible people. So, this is a different Panera. (laughs) And this was at a point in time where I was fully, like, full-time employed by Panera. And I was working, like, solid eight-hour shifts five days a week. Um, And I had a lot of morning shifts on the weekends. Almost always I worked the morning on the weekends. And um, there's only like two or three other people who were like set in stone working the mornings on the weekends. Anyways, we had a unique problem arise. So at Panera, your drawer, when you count it at the end of the night, it knows how much money should be in there. But you count to make sure that you didn't make any mistakes. And you can be below or above your amount by three dollars without getting written up or getting in trouble well we slowly started to have increasingly higher amounts that were missing at the end of the night and it wouldn't be any one person's specific drawer it would just be at the end of the night something wasn't right yeah we also had another problem with a large amount of tuna going missing the grossest thing we sell it's disgusting like if somebody's gonna be stealing from panera i don't know you would think it'd be the bread or like maybe the steak or the chicken we had like just a tub of tuna going missing like every night and me and the other cashier who worked there every morning she was like 30 red hair and she wore pigtails every day and her boyfriend and her kid would come in um, sometimes. Or sometimes her kid would sit at a table and, like, babysit herself with an iPad. She was, like, seven or something. Yeah. Anyways, we were like, we don't understand what's happening. And we're, like, speculating, blah, blah, blah. Well, about a week later goes by. And like I said, I'm at work very early in the morning. I get there at, like, four in the morning. 
So if there's tea for the day, I get to hear it early. I get there one morning and there's only like one other employee, me, my manager, and Miss Pigtails is getting walked out in handcuffs by a police officer. She's been screwing me over getting my drawer wrong. She's been taking money. And for some reason, she was stealing tuna. She bamboozled you. Honestly, I was so surprised because she was so peppy and happy in the morning. And, like, I don't understand what her deal would have been. Like, I get it. Everybody who works at Panera's poor. We want to rob the system. Fuck people. But she's going to jail. And she had a child to take care of. I'm like, I, I don't know what you want. And she was, like, obviously a big bitch on her way out. But, like, every day, so cheery, so nice. Like, she's a mom. She acted like a mom to all the coworkers. And you're, like, freaking blindsided. That's crazy. Who would have suspected it was her? Literally no one. Because she had been there, like, longer than the managers, longer than me. And... If she'd been stealing before, she must have been doing a good job taking only one or two dollars a day. That's crazy. And then all of a sudden she's like, I'm going to make a couple hundred disappear in a week and steal tuna. Interesting. Interessante. My last weird person story has to do with working at Whole Foods. And I just, a blanket statement. If you work at Whole Foods, you're a little bit weird. I work at Whole Foods. I'm a little bit weird. It, it could that's just the kind of people. You're a little bit Alexis. Those are, yes, those are the kind of people that work there. Um, we had an interesting group of people. Um, goodness, where to begin with that store? Something that was like hot gossip, juicy Whole Foods thing is that at Whole Foods you got a discount. Everybody got 20% off, which is really not bad um of everything even if it was on sale which was the best um and there was like an annual thing where you could do a physical where you could increase your discount and every time i explain this to somebody they're like oh because of your entrance no no, no. this was only associated to the store discount so i'm not positive. i saw something about this on like tiktok or whatever i'm not positive this is legal but you had to have like a certain bmi you couldn't smoke your cholesterol had to be a certain level or like blood pressure or something and this girl who worked in like the there's different departments of whole foods but the whole body is what they called it and that was like skincare makeup shampoo conditioner soap like all of the bathroom products essentially um she was a yoga instructor when she wasn't at Whole Foods, like very fit. Like she would only eat like organic bananas for breakfast. This girl was like top notch. She was great though. She was super sweet. She um, went to get the discount and you could get it raised to like 22%, 25%. And I think you could get up to 30%, but you had to be like top tier condition to get up to 30%. And she, Basically, Whole Foods would give you a bigger discount if you had a lower BMI yeah. because they hate fat yeah. people. Um, so she like went to do it. I didn't do it because you had to like. There was a couple free days you could do it, and 
I just missed the day. I don't know. I didn't do it because I didn't care. Um, because I didn't shop at Whole Foods anyway because it was still too expensive. And she was like so disappointed because she didn't get like the highest discount. And I'm like, okay, well, if you of all people can't get it, then like, who is this reserved for? Um, and so we were all like, it was kind of like one of those things where it was like, okay, what kind of discount did you get? And like, people wanted to know to like see if they were getting gypped, but also they were like, I don't want to tell you my BMI, which it's not like you were really telling them your BMI, but it was like, I don't really want to tell you how much I weigh. You're telling them pretty close. Yeah, to like tell you my discount, but it was like some Whole Foods drama. I feel like that has to be some type of illegal. Yeah, definitely couldn't be legal. Um, but we had so many other things as well. Something particular, which, oops, sorry. Can you hear her? Scout, yeah, shut up. I don't know what scared her. Anyway, something else that happened was I had like a coworker. She was the manager of the marketing for our area and I was the store artist. And so I kind of thought that she was in charge of me. She made it very clear that she was partially in charge of me with my boss. That is what I was told when I started. Um, which if you are a designer, that could definitely happen in a workplace. Like it wasn't unheard of that the manager of marketing for a large amount of stores would be in charge of the designer for a specific store, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And she used to, like, make me make my schedule, like, really weird hours, long days. And I was required to work one weekend day, which is what she told me. And so Holdfield's kind of let me pick my schedule on Wednesdays. That's when our sales started, so I had to get there, like, extra early. Like, I had to be there at 6 a.m., like, two hours before the store opened to get like the new sale signs up um that would happen pretty often but she just told me that I had to do all these weird things with my hours and I talked to them and I was like hey this marketing manager says that I need to be here on Saturday like every Saturday and I had to work like 10 hours that day for some which just didn't make any sense she did not like me she was mean to me she would come in while I was working fling the door open so it would like ricochet off the wall and go what are you doing and me and my other co-worker shared an office and we'd both like jump and I'd be doing my work like it's I was never caught doing anything wrong that would make her do that she was just power hungry and psycho um and she told me I had to work long hours Saturday I talked to my like the big boss and I was like hey if this is something I have to do that's fine that's my job responsibility but it doesn't make sense. And you let me make my schedule for every other day of the week. And I think my time could be better allotted on, I think it was like Monday or Tuesday or something the other day I had off. He was like, yeah, if you think that you can change your schedule. And I was like, well, I was told I wasn't allowed to by this person. She's my boss too, right? Like, is this something you guys could talk about? That position was never in charge of my position. And, um, she was not allowed to do that to me and had been manipulating me for months. She had also been telling me other lies that had like messed up my job as well, but they're more job specific, so I won't get into it. But my manager slid a paper under the door. No, I think he taped it to her computer. So when she walked in and was like, you are not the manager of this individual, me. If you have a problem with their schedule, too bad you don't get to decide it. 
she used to come. She had to split her time between three stores. She'd come to my store one day a week. After that, I did not see her for three months because she didn't want to spend time with me. Ugh. She was one of those people. I definitely understand having like a manager that's out to get you specifically. She also, and I have never been divorced, so I'm not trying to say that I know what it's like, but she was a recently divorced mother of two kids. And you know on sitcoms when they personify divorced women as like kind of slouchy, kind of sloppy, drink wine all the time, over dyed hair, and just like kind of power hungry and make inappropriate sex jokes at weird times. And that's how all of them are shown on TV shows. That is very much what she was like. I had a manager at Panera. Um, at Panera, they have GMs, assistants, and then shifts. This woman was somewhere in between a shift and a regular employee. She only was the manager on the weekends. It was the only time she worked. If you were a regular manager, you would have never gotten away with just working two days yeah. a week. She was literally an absolute nightmare. So I had already worked at one store for like a year. Super hot shit at my store. I understand I was just a cashier. But, like, I was the only employee that showed up for all my shifts. If you called me because somebody didn't come in, I would be there. And I actually did a quality job better than was expected of me, which they absolutely did not deserve for what they paid me. But I digress. So at Panera, if you come in and you're opening the bakery, you have, like, an hour. And the only thing you need to accomplish is that the bagels are in their baskets and that the pastries are up on the counter and that your drawer is counted. That's all that is required that you have to have done before you open. This woman, obviously she'd make me do those things. She also said that the floors had to be swept and mopped after you put all the bagels up, because yes, they do make a mess, but that is something that at every other store I'd worked at, it was like, after the six o'clock rush, you have time until like normal people come in for breakfast to clean up. So you wouldn't waste your opening time. But she was like, the floors need to be swept and mopped. You need to do this thing, this thing, and this thing. And then I need you to also open the dining room. Even though that's my job, I need you to do it. So she was getting me to do almost four times the amount of work I would normally do. And she would be mad when I didn't accomplish it. In the one hour, I was supposed to do three things. And she gave me 12 things. Also at Panera, your manager has a key card that, like, lets you do manager stuff on the register. And since I had switched stores, there was an issue with my clock-in numbers. They basically required that I needed a manager card every time to clock in. Because for some reason, the system didn't have me actually scheduled. So it's my first day at this new store. And I come in, and I see that her manager card is sitting right next to the register. So I go ahead and do my thing. I clock myself in, and I swipe her card because it needs it. And she sees me swipe the card, and she has a fucking heart attack. Loses her goddamn mind. Is like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? And I'm, like, freaking out because I'm, like, I genuinely don't know what this woman is mad about. Like... In my mind, me using her card 
isn't even on the table of things she could be mad about. And, like, I'm confused. I don't do well with people yelling at me. And she's like, don't ever touch my card again. Don't ever touch my register again. Those are the rules. You need to be following them. I can't believe it. And then she proceeded to not know who the fuck I was because nobody told her. And she was like, you're a brand new dumb fucking idiot. And I'm like, ma'am, I know what I'm doing. I'm from the other store. I'm going to be one of the best employees you have. Please never yell at me again. And also, I had no idea that you guys had sticks up your asses here. And obviously, day one sets the tone with how it's going to be with her for every weekend from now on till the end of time. Um, Eventually, I quit that store, which was the best thing that I ever did. But this woman acted like she was so wonderful and customers would come in and be like, she's the greatest fucking employee I've ever had. When you have a coworker that's worked there at the store for like a decade and they've built such a strong relationship with some of the customers and then they're constantly mean to the coworkers, and it's like you guys do not get the same side of this person as we do i exactly know what you mean she also the way she let some of these customers behave was completely inappropriate like we had one guy who would just come behind the counter to like get stuff for himself absolutely not like, he'd throw shit away in our trash can. No. I'm like, first of all, why do you need our trash can? There's three other ones in the building. Um, Sometimes he'd be like, oh, let me just get this. And I'm like, you absolutely need to get the fuck out of here, sir. We have Oh, one. and yeah. another time, her son came into the store, and she acted like this big, proud mama. This guy was like... 2021 or something and we all know a fuck boy when we see one and him and some friends came in and she was acting like the kind of like nice woman who's like my children's friends are my children and she's like oh my god my boys are here she had real boy mom energy you know the toxic kind mm. and It's closing time. Uh, This was, like, during the week. For some reason, we had no managers, and she was closing during the week, covering somebody's shift, which was, like, super out of the normal. Only happened, like, two or three times ever that I worked there. Her son and his friends were in front of a Panera drinking in the parking lot. And when I say I thought they were, like, 20 or 21, I was pretty sure they were not 21 yet. So not only are they doing that, they were already harassing the 16-year-old girls that worked there, making them feel uncomfortable, acting like they knew them. And so me and my other co-worker were like, this is absolutely unacceptable. We talked to our other managers, like, her son is out here harassing children. Like, he's definitely over 18, but under 21 was the situation. Yeah. So we had to walk these girls to their car because these dudes were like, so terrifyingly creepy lucky for me i have ugly girl privilege and no man hits on me in public but our 16 year old workers yes we're attractive so we were like you're not going outside of your car alone and they were like please don't make me i've had to been walked back to my car by coworkers before too and that is just like the worst experience can't relate but i'll walk anybody to their car if they need me to 
the fact that you can't even walk to your car without being scared is like it's a panera it's not like we're hanging out i i know bad stuff happens everywhere but like i don't know i think of panera and i think of like lame white ladies who don't have fun like nothing eventful should ever happen at a panera it's very vanilla like who's drinking in a panera parking lot yeah what a mood like, like a like a Walmart parking lot, sure. That sounds trashy. The mall parking lot that seems like a place teenagers would hang out. A Panera. I don't know. Some of my friends hung out at Panera, but we were the sixteen-year-old white girls. Like, yeah, you were like the youth group that came in and read their Bibles and ate a bagel. That literally happened to me multiple times. Anyways. Were you annoyed by that those group of girls that would come in? Mm, the only people that were annoying were the after church crowd mm. that demanded to have breakfast even though they came in one minute before breakfast serving time was over. I always thought that it was interesting like I feel Panera gives off, like, we're a coffee shop vibe, but I'd be like, can you make me a latte? And they'd be like, I don't know how to do that. I was like, oh, okay. They they can make you a latte, but that's about it. And I was like, I feel like if you're going to give off those kind of vibes, then you need to, like, well-equip your store with a barista. But what do I know? Oh, my gosh. What is my dog doing again? I don't know. I think I was a decent pet era barista but then again like if i went to starbucks i'd be like i understand the absolute most basics here Uh, i think you could do it it was just remembering the crazy things like the ones that had whipped cream on the bottom stop absolutely oh my god okay real quick to end this podcast off what is the order you have never forgotten from work that a regular got. Ooh, okay, I'm ready. So for me, I had this woman come in and she would always come in like 15 minutes before the store closes, but she was always super nice, so I had no problem making her drink for her. She would want a strawberry smoothie without the yogurt, which would basically be a strawberry slushy. And then she would ask us to get a bigger cup, put whipped cream in the bottom, pour the smoothie in, and then put the whipped cream on the top with a jumbo straw. That Panera doesn't have anymore. And let me tell you, people really care about their straws. Yeah. That was it. Um, I have another woman at a different Panera. She came in and she would always want a chicken frontega panini. But instead of chicken, she would want turkey. She wouldn't want the sandwich to be hot. She wanted a different type of cheese. She wanted extra basil. And she wanted it on a different type of bread. She wanted no tomato and extra onion. Goodness gracious. I have two Starbucks orders. Are you ready? Yes. Lynn would get a grande, sometimes a tall almond milk latte with an extra ristretto shot of espresso, cinnamon dolce flavor, and extra cinnamon dolce powder, no foam. Lynn. That was Lynn. Audrey would get... Grande Skinny Vanilla Latte, 180 degrees, stirred two Splendas in a personal cup. Riddle me this. (laughs) How does someone get 
a drink that is an exact temperature? Um, there's a temperature. Um, the steam one measures the temperature of the milk, so you know you're not burning it. It'll tell you on the screen. Okay, fancy. Also, sometimes the like thing that said how much it like the temperature was would go out, so I had to like use a cooking thermometer. Last story. We once had this woman complain that our coffee was too cold, and at Panera, the coffee's self-serve out on the counter. So my manager gets the thermometer and goes to take the temperature of the coffee. It's actually hotter than it's supposed to be, and it's like a dangerous temperature because it hasn't cooled down enough to like be out on the counter because it's brand new, fresh. And this woman's like, well, I guess I'm just not like other people. Clearly not. I'm like, you're insane. Ooh, and one time at Starbucks, this customer ordered a lemonade with three shots of espresso. Let me tell you, some local coffee shops serve that, and they're like, it's a fun drink. Hey, no, that's diarrhea and pee pee. It tastes like the burn in your throat after you vomit. Like the <laughs> acid. From the lemonade mixed with the acid from the coffee, it's like lukewarm too. <gasps> I tried it once because I was like, I have to know. And we could have free drinks at Starbucks, so I was like, I don't have to pay for it. I have to try it. <sighs> like it gives me like I have cold chills talking about it. It's that bad. Well, Jamie and I now both have to barf. Um, <laughs> that's been this week's episode. As always, if you have questions, comments, concerns, found a nice rock. <laughs> know what ringworm is email us at two pals in a pod at gmail.com or you can hit us up on twitter at two pals in a pod thank you and goodbye